everyone, this is Field Nitter with Mimer as well. Uh, today, we are going to do a podcast with a new ho- co-host, uh, Brandon. Um, I'd like to give him a big welcome on to the show. Uh, he will be doing his first, or actually his second podcast with uh, me tonight, um, detailing uh, some of the traditions that were stolen by the, you know, the Christians uh, as far as the celebration of Christmas and the concept of uh, Santa Claus being Odin and uh, various other holidays such as uh, Easter and Ostara uh, and uh, Samhain and Halloween, and which is also the Alpha Blot. Uh, so we will be discussing those things uh, and kind of going back and forth on our concepts about why um, there seems to be such an issue with the Christians releasing that and allowing us to have our holidays um, and allow us to have our traditions. Um, And so we're going to dive a little bit into that tonight. Uh, It's going to be a pretty interesting topic to to get on, and I'm looking forward to it because this actually came as a request uh, and as a question uh, really to why, you know, something that we could do. Uh, as far as a podcast goes, because the question exactly in itself, uh, I posed and I threw on Facebook and I asked, hey, is there something that anyone would love to hear on the podcast? Um, and the first thing was people want to discuss the raping of our holiday celebrations by Christians and that we can't freely purchase our Yule decorations except online, but yet every other Christian can purchase traditional decorations and uh, not believe that their decorations are pretty much all pagan. Uh, And there's even stores that say for Christians only, so it's like a type of discrimination towards pagans uh, trying to celebrate our beliefs and, you know, and and trying to hinder us from being able to have that freedom of religion. So we're going to talk about that. It's going to be a little bit of a touchy subject, as always. Um, But then again, you know, my uncle, uh, who is now my co-host, uh, me, both have are in the South, and we have seen it from various different ways, uh, so we can kind of shed a little more light on some of the concepts and different things uh, that can probably shed some light. Um, there's various stores, too, I want to give a shout-out to. Uh, Jesse, actually, who was our guest uh, last podcast uh, last week. Uh, at Midgard Musings, he uh, sells you know, runes and various things. Uh, so I'd like to give him a shout out. Uh, he's trying to reach 2,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. Uh, so if you haven't subscribed to Jesse, go look him up on YouTube. I've been Midgard Musings, and when you find Midgard Musings, hit that subscribe button and then click the bell button. So that way you get notifications every time he uploads new content. Um, and just go ahead and get him. Uh, out there and and have more people watch him because he's very insightful. Uh, It was a really uh, big honor to have him on the podcast last week and to uh, pick his brain about some concepts. Um, And then there is uh, a couple of other shops uh, like Ulswather Craftsman. Uh, You can find him on Facebook. He is now on Etsy. So if you have Etsy, go type in Ulswather. It's pretty difficult. Uh, to maybe type, but if you type in the ULF and it shows up and you, you'll see Old Slaughter Craftsman, uh, 
you know, and, and check his stuff out as well. Um, and there's various different groups. I'm going to start mentioning uh, on here where you can probably purchase uh, Yule items, decorations for your tree. I even have an Etsy shop at Yggdrasil Woodworks, uh, which, you know, I will more than likely this year be making uh, Yule items myself. So keep an eye on my shop as well. And uh, stay tuned. Um, so we're going to bring Brandon on and we're going to go ahead and we're going to delve in to this discussion today on the Christian and pagan traditions and how a lot of our concepts are ripped off by, uh, you know, the church and uh, ways we can do things we can do to take it back and to but do it respectfully. Um, because we don't want to, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt by being disrespectful uh, and allowing them to think that, oh, you know, look at these, you know, I'm, don't, don't get me started. I'll say that for the podcast. But this is just a lead in, uh, as always, you know how we do. Um, so stay tuned and I'll get Brandon on and I want you guys to give him, you know, a shot. He's awesome. Uh, very insightful. Uh, and inspired me in, in a lot of different ways so it's a huge honor to be able to do this with him and to have him now as a co-host uh, so that way I'm not talking to myself and or just talking to my windshield or a room or staring down at a book or a piece of paper and doing this all off script now kind of makes it a little easier for me because now I can start throwing in my ideas and you know just kind of have someone to bounce it back off to kind of a real discussion so uh, stay tuned. Thanks, man. Bye. My new co-host on here, Brandon. Super Say hello. Fun. All right. Today we're going to talk about uh, pagans versus the Christians. You know the holiday wars. Uh, you know, in reference to the battle between Christmas and Yule, uh, and various different holidays. Uh, we'll even touch on Ostera and Easter, uh, Samhain, or the Alpha Blot, and Halloween. Uh, and we'll even, even uh, delve into Odin and Santa Claus, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people have probably heard about already. <clears throat> so we'll go ahead and dig into this. Um, this kind of comes from to us as a suggestion on Facebook. Uh, somebody wanted us to really talk about the, I guess the, the, the difference and the difficulties we have as pagans and being able to celebrate uh, Yule in our way without the Christians overtaking a holiday that was initially pagan. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, what's some stuff that, I mean, Brandon, that you've heard about as far as things like this? Well, um, growing up, you some little stuff kind of sticks out in my mind of things that happened um, say, say in school, like in my elementary years, and don't ask me why I've, I can remember any of it because I've had so many shots to the head. Um, but it's, uh, like simple things that you realize growing up and you, we start walking this path and the more you, of course we research things and we find that it's, you know, pagan and, and originality, <clears throat> But it's and and especially in my line of work, I work retail. I mean, you know, yeah. and it's funny. I'm the only person in the store. Well, 
the only person in the store who openly says that he doesn't celebrate or believe in Christmas and I have to deal with all the Christmas. Like that's my stuff. I have to deal with this this time of year. <clears throat> yeah. it's, it's very ironic. Yeah, it's, it's it is pretty ironic. <clears throat> there was a. It's kind of funny you bring that up because, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people. If you you mention you're pagan, they they kind of, you know, oh well, you still must celebrate Christmas, and you know, if you're if you're pagan, then why even celebrate the holidays and buy gifts that type of thing, um, you know, it's almost as if there was no. Uh, pagan history to it, kind of like nobody knows too much. They're all undereducated, um, which is really funny because the day of Christmas, most people don't know this, but December 25th was actually a celebration by the Roman pagans, which was called the birth of the sun, like the actual, you know, the sun itself in the sky. Yep. And And a lot of people didn't know that. So the fact that people were like making this mythological thing where, I mean, come on, okay, a baby's being born in a condition where obviously uh, no human child would survive that out in the wilderness, out in the, you know, out in the middle of everything, and is classified as the son of God and to bring the light into the world, where we as pagans, we celebrate light during the winter solstice. It's it's kind of like that bringing in of things, and, and then the Roman pagans had the 25th, which, you know, was their, their special holiday as well, which I thought was pretty interesting. It, it, it really is. And it kind of makes you realize and remember, because I, I think a lot of us forget that we're, you know, and I'm probably going to get bastardized for saying this, but our gods aren't the only gods, you know? Yeah. There's other, there's other peoples that had beliefs that were Christianized, just like the Norse and the Celts, you know, and all that is so it's it's all part of that assimilation that Christianity did to make it easier to convert the pagan peoples. Yeah. And I mean and it's exactly what Snorri Strulson did. You know, he went and influenced a lot of the pagan traditions uh with sprinkles of Christianity to make people more willing to accept Christianity when it was taught to them. <clears throat> and you know, and then there's a lot of people who, if you read back into uh, some of the history, that even accepted uh, Jesus Christ and as part of like one of the gods, or uh, you know, or they would have to hide, you know, Thor's hammer, make it like an upside down cross, various different things. Um, yeah, that's an Icelandic hammer. Yeah, and so you know, you had the. You had the various different things that, you know, was influenced by Christianity, um, which to me uh, was was pretty interesting. Because like, I did some reading, um, and it's really, it's really funny because when I, when, I, when I learned about the 25th being the day of the birth of the sun, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was – so, all right, so l- l- I'll read this excerpt right here. It says, the tradition of celebrating the solstice on this day – um, in the exact records was officially decreed in the year 274 by the Emperor Aurelian. A century later, the Archbishop Constable, or Constantine, that way everybody knows, observed that by fixing the day of the Nativity of the Son of Righteousness was necessary because while the heathens were busy 
with their profane rites, uh, some the Christians might perform their holy ones without disturbance. Uh, and he said, he who made the sun, not the sun itself. So he, you know, encouraged people to step aside from the, using the word Yule, uh, because which is a Scandinavian term meaning will, like the will of the year and jolly and yeah. everything along those lines. So it was mainly enforced. And even the Romans, like they, they knew uh, some of the celebrations and then they started trying to push it. Like it's like most people say, okay, you know, seven days a week, God rested on the seventh day. Well, the seventh day is technically Saturday. Yeah. But the Catholic Church moved uh, the Sabbath day to a Sunday because some people worship the sun god on Sunday, but would still go to their church on Saturday. Yep. And was practicing two religions. So there's a lot of different things like that along those lines. Um, and there is something I have noticed because it's like some people have said, you know, you go to uh, a store to buy, you know, Christmas decorations or Yule celebration uh, decorations and you know, it's like for Christians only and everything is Christianized. Like it's got to have Christ on it, the nativity, um, all these different things. And there's really nothing out there or no one really allows us as pagans to celebrate a holiday that was originally ours. Um, yeah. And, and which is, and even now still that there is pagans and, and, you know, and as Asia truth coming to light, I'm noticing that people still don't really even make, Yule ornaments for themselves or uh, different things. So they just kind of shy away from decorating their home in for Yule and different things like that because there's, you know, there's no market, there's no open door, you know? So oh, just- yeah. Um, and it's uh, touching on a couple of your points um, earlier. There is a lot of, like, even the Romans, pre, pre-Christian Romans, um, they had a way of doing it to where when they took over peoples, you know, cause they were the conquering people, um, of most of Europe of the time of pre-Christian pre-Christianity, they would say, okay, you can keep your traditions and your belief in your gods, but you have to also honor ours. And that way, yeah. it was kind of like the, the, you know, the people kept who they were. And their traditions, but it was the way of the Romans making it easier for them to live because they just didn't take over somewhere and leave. They left peoples um, to colonize and stuff like that. It's just that's part of the way the empire worked. Um, and as far as like the finding things to to celebrate and or the finding uh, decorations and stuff, there's a lot of stuff. Um, it is all artificial and stuff like that, unfortunately. So if you're Want to go the more natural route? You are gonna to have to make things yourself. And actually, in, me and uh, me and Jamie have actually started doing that already by drying out apples and oranges and stuff like that to make um, ornaments and garland for certain certain things that we're trying to do for Yule. Um, but there is very non non um, non Christian decorations you can get, and it's just a basic wreath basic garland basic you know you can get like the you can get a natural tree and do things you want um that you feels right to you for yule and that's the way it is you can avoid the whole christian thing altogether and still you know decorate it's not difficult it just does take some thought 
but it goes along the along the lines of we got to remember what Yule Yule was meant for is the ushering back into summer. It's, it's, it's winter's going away, and the the spring, the sun, the animals, life is coming back. You can do things. You can decorate your trees outside with edible things for birds and squirrels and even deer and whatever kind of other animals that you have in your area that are native. That's what it's meant for. Um, and I think a lot of people forget about that. They get caught up in the, the retail of it, it feels like. Yeah. Um, Macy's commercials type of thing, exactly. parades, through things to like me, that. And to me, I'm, I'm <clears throat> me, I'm, I'm, I'm more along the lines of the natural stuff because, you know, I, I've grown, grew up in the country. I love the animals. I'm probably the one person that doesn't try to kill the possums that come in the yard because I understand that they're there. They they keep pests under control as far as ticks and stuff. So I enjoy that, you know, squirrels help help with life trees. They forget where they bury the nuts half the time. So we get new trees all the time because they they're storing for the winter and they lose track of what they're doing. Stuff like that, you know, and, but it's, Everybody's too worried about commercialization, which is what has happened to Christmas. Yeah, for for a uh, <clears throat> for a, a holiday for a specific specific religion that's supposed to be about giving and everything, it, it's really people giving only to these massive companies and 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 not really. And yeah, they're giving a gift to somebody. But that a gift, you know, we we've all received bad Christmas presents when we were younger. They, they go to this oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to a corner, they you know they wear out after time, and there's really yeah. no memories made. There's really no, I mean, yeah, you kind of get in a memory occasionally, but you only remember stuff from the holidays, such as the time you spend with people, your family, and. Yeah. The, the getting together and the eating and the celebrating. And I like how sometimes that's the main thing that we remember versus the presents and versus the gifts, because I can't tell you anything I got when I was like 13, 14 years old for Christmas. So but, the only reason I would remember is because we, my, you know, your grandpa home video, damn everything. And <laughs> that, there were some good times held in the Stoops household back when I was growing up and, up until he passed away in 2017, I honored Christmas for him because he gave me the respect um, of believing differently. Like he knew I believed differently and he didn't understand it, but he, he understood where my heart was and I honored it for him. I, I took, I didn't participate in the prayers and stuff like that. And you, of course, but I did do the gift giving because at the end of the day, a gift for a gift, you know, that is part of our tradition as well. And part of things that we do. So it kind of fit, you know, of course we had food and everything like that, but I did. But ever since he's passed away, I no longer honor Christmas in any form or fashion for anyone. So uh, this is, this will be the year that I actually, get to do things my way again. You there?
Jeremy. All right, I guess I had some audio problems. Because I couldn't hear you. If you were responding to anything, I couldn't really hear you. Yeah, I was I was saying something just a second ago, but I guess it didn't go through. Yeah, just had elevator music. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. All right, so I guess we'll pick up where we were. Um, but, yeah, so like you were saying, you're, you're kind of doing things on your own now, which is which is pretty cool uh, because I know in the past you had a chance to kind of start to celebrate Yule your own way a little bit. Uh, yeah. By like roasting pigs and different things with those things. And I'll, um, be, but, I'll be doing that again this year. I mean, that's something that I've turned into a tradition for the Yule. For, yeah. I, but it's one of those I finally get to do it on time because of work and everything like that. I finally actually get to do it during Yule. That, that's another thing. It's like a lot of people <clears throat> we've, we've talked about, you know, yeah, everybody can celebrate, you know, Christmas and Jews can celebrate Hanukkah. And but what's a Kwanzaa is the other one? Yeah, Kwanzaa is the other one. Yeah. And but as pagans, we can't, you know, celebrate Yule and have time off for Yule or Samhain or Ostera or, you know, our holidays. Uh, and. <clears throat> I really don't have an answer to that, but you know, other than you know, obviously everything's Christianized, but yeah, uh, and a lot of it's corporate because everybody wants time off for to do their own celebrations. Like you know, there's some people who take the entire eleven, twelve days for Yule off from work. You know, they save it just for that. Um, they save their time off just for that. But like the other day, like the the other equinoxes and Astara, uh, lot, and just about everything. Like I can actually just, if I just request it off, I can get it because they literally, like those things, don't mean anything in the corporate world. They make no money off of them. So those other ones, I I can, I have no issue getting off. It's just the Yuletide is the hardest one because that's. You know, they can't let everyone have time off. It's, for example, I think this year it's December 22nd through January 2nd, I believe. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that's that's a pretty decent time off, but that, that would put you off, like, you know, two major, you know, uh, corporate retail, especially retail, uh, holidays, which would be you know New Year's and then obviously Christmas. Yeah, um, I'd be going back to work on January second. <clears throat> last day of of Yule, and it's I'm I would love to trust me. Holy damn, would I love to be away from that place for that long for anything? But it just, <laughs> it just can't happen. <laughs> no, trust me, man. Uh, I've been in years. I've been in this way. Where I'm just like, and I've had friends who's like, they're Christian, but they're like, you know, Yule, huh? I'm like, yeah, don't use it. We don't even have it yet where we can use it in a corporate world. Uh, yeah. Don't go up and try to say, oh, I'm pagan. I want this amount of time off and use uh, the holiday like that. Um, The next thing 
we'll delve into is kind of like the discussion because a lot of people, you know, who focus on Santa Claus always relate him to St. Nicholas. Um, yeah. He is a Catholic saint. It's actually uh, got a video about this. Was it last year? Yeah, um, it's been last year or a couple of years. They touched bases a lot of the similarities. Yeah, because you know, because there's always that question: Was Santa Claus originally inspired by Odin? Um, I mean, but there, yeah, there was historic influences of you know Saint Nicholas and his giving to the poor during like I think it was the third century. Yeah. Um, but before Saint Nicholas was born, stories existed of Odin flying through the sky on a chariot pulled by Slipner, as yeah. well as stories of like magical elves who were known for. Uh, you know, giving gifts and, and were marked as Odin. Uh, and they would always do the wild hunt of Odin. People would go out, uh, you know, throughout Canada and try to find Odin. And then they would leave, like, their boot outside of their door. Uh, yeah. It was hay in it or sleeping. Um, but the comparison, if you kind of look at it, you know, you're like a god versus a Christian saint. It's kind of Kind of ridiculous, you know. Like, I mean, if you look at the lore behind behind Santa Claus, I mean, he pretty much is a god, yeah, or a demigod he, of sort. Yeah, I mean, he knows everything and all all those things, and which is very similar. Odin he knows everything. He knows everything. Uh, wise. Uh, yeah. The world has. And a bear, you know, an ability to do different things, you know, and, and a jolly fat man who slips down the chimney, bring, you know, <laughs> possibly have to do with, you know, Odin. But uh, so the similarities kind of between the two are pretty clear because historians kind of deny that many modern day Christian traditions were directly inspired by a festival called Yule. Or you'll yeah. yeah. So it makes sense to to kind of look at the All Father as being the original Father Christmas uh, because of you know similarities like we touched on a second ago. He sees everything, he knows everything, and most people don't know this, but Santa Claus by the Coca Cola and yeah. all of the retail market. So. That's the uh, that's the where the whole San Claus thing came from is like the the Coca Cola stuff, but it's one of those. I mean, you look at the, look at all the similarities, like you said, and then the eight reindeer, eight legs of Sleipnir, um, and you can't forget one of the more important parts of that is uh, is Krampus. You know, yeah. Krampus would take the bad kids away. You know, stuff like that, and so was, there was always a, but it had to they had to make it nice. <clears throat> but the, this is like, the Krampus night. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like the one of the traditions that we ended up doing. I can't I can't remember for life of me if it was kindergarten, first grade, or whatever. Um, but I didn't realize this was a tradition during Yule. Um, you leave your boots out every night of Yule, and um, you leave hay in one and one of them empty, and the hay is for Sleipner on his way by. You know he has snack. You know, all that good jazz. And um, 
Odin or the elves or whoever would leave you candies and you know treats and toys like little small gifts um we did that in school one day for like it, for some odd reason we went to recess left our shoes out like extra pair of shoes we brought to school for some odd reason and we came back and we had those treats and stuff like that and it was a yule they said it was a yuletide tradition i didn't realize until now how pagan it was um which is at the end of the day pretty cool you know i really can i really uh you know, respect those teachers for going that route because no one else has since since then in my in in my memory. No, I mean it's you know it's a part of it's a part of everything, and people now are afraid to open their mouths, but at the same time, more braver to open their mouths versus than they were back. Um, oh, absolutely. I think the world's you know, a, I, is a little bit more forgiving at this point in some aspects. Sure. I mean, so, but touching Odin and, and being Santa is, I remember as a kid, uh, my grandmother she had a picture of Santa Claus, but he was in a blue robe and had like an old sack and had like evergreen sticking out of it. Like, inside. Yep. And the thing is, is, uh, you know, Santa never had a red suit until the marketing hit for Coke, but always depicted in blue. Who, and about Odin is traveling around as King Glory. He wears his blue uh, cloak and, 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 and hat. Yeah, and so and staff, which is usually depicted with Santa. And, and so it's, yeah. it's more of that. And, and and so when you see him like that, you kind of see the comparison, kind of kind of take shape as Odin. Um, and you know he had many names, so you know. You know, the, the white-bearded one, the white-bearded traveler, uh, you know, brought so many names uh, oh, yeah. that he's going through. Not to, not to quote a, a, a work of fiction, but as Mr. Wednesday says in uh, American Gods, you know, have more names than there are ways to die. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, because the thing that Gaiman was freaking on is, what is exactly depicted is exactly the kind of thing that's going on now. And and a lot of people don't granted it may not be a Mr. Day and you know, Mr. World and Sweeney Matt Sweeney running around. But it's it's very similar. Sisters did bring their gods with them. Absolutely. The and then some of them did get forgotten or and you have to do with stuff like technology and social media are now becoming God. And so Neil Gaiman's take on that was fascinating. And then uh, his, his actual book about Norse mythology, to me, is pretty is extremely good. I'd recommend anybody read that to their kids. I just started now breaking into that one. It's really good. It, and, and the audio book is extremely good, too, because storytelling capabilities is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, it come, and it comes to life. I, I listen probably to the audio but close to 12 times already. Uh, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I, I drive a lot. It's a six-hour audio. So in the car, so it leaves me two hours without really much mm. anything. So it, I mean, that's it, what my boy Tuck does, and he's he actually listened to it way before, you know, before I bought it. And he bought the audio book for it, and he, he really speaks highly of it. And he's But he's one of them. He's been to seminary school and all that stuff. That's why I call him Friar Tuck. 
he's probably one of the the more people that, that I can actually tolerate. But he understands, he enjoys mythology and lore and stuff like that, so he's very open-minded to it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's amazing, but um, you know, not to get off subject, but it's freaking... Yeah, his his take his take on it is very on what I've read on it. His his take on it is very, and he puts it in terms that you don't have to read these big old words in a different language and try to figure out what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. And and not only that, but he, he takes all of the um, very literary historical, of, you know, you know, kind of robotic tones. You're talking about stuff. Uh, I call it the Bible tone because it's like, thou shalt thou and thee and blah, blah. Yeah, the, the, old, the old English kind of deal. Yeah, so he gets, yeah, he gets the whole old English bullshit out of it. And he, and he does it real, like, you know, like you're there, you're listening to him. And it's a pretty unique thing. Um, one of my favorites when he's talking is about uh, when Thor and Loki uh, went. And they had to meet and then go to Jotunheim. Yep. And, uh, you know, Loki, like, got to eat as fast as fire, and Thor wrestled with old age. It was a freaking great story. Yeah, he, um, drank the, he drank the the horn, and he had drink in the ocean, which caused the tides, stuff like that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's I mean, listening to that is like sitting around a campfire and just hearing the stories, like, as they were told. Exactly. I, yeah. I think a lot of people who believe as we do are trying to are real quick to dismiss dismiss stuff like that because it's someone who is not a of you know austro heathenism Odinism whatever you want to call it um, so there's automatically you know they dismiss it like the show Vikings and stuff like that yeah, you know and and it's just if you if you take away some of the magical aspects of heathenry then you take away a lot of its core. And yeah, granted, it's kind of, okay, like, for example, like, Bestla, I think it was, um, you know, described as being a cow in space that gave milk to uh, Ymir when he was born out of that manga cat. And, you know, the, the milk that flows from her udders, and then you have the Yggdrasil, dismiss the fact that um, something can be disguised something else or Thor drinking uh, the ocean would it's actually dismissing the whole concept of heathenry in itself to some degree. Yeah. Because you're taking away mysticism and a lot of the stories that were told because everything that we have learned to some extent from about heathenry has been because of people telling it, been through mouth, and that was the traditions of old. Um, it wasn't until I think Snorri and a couple of other people, when stuff started actually getting written down, uh, and by then started getting Christianized. Uh, but back then, you know, we had skalds, and everything went from mouth. Stories were told endlessly, over and over and over again, and, and beyond. Um, yeah, you get the the skulls, skulls and the Volvo and all that stuff. You have people to keep the stories alive, but and that brings us back to where we began about 
Christianizing holidays and stuff like that because you don't have those anymore once that starts happening. Huh. You have no room for those. You lose a lot of valuable tea. All in all, the unique story. I mean, uh, to, you know, dismiss things like this to talk about, I mean, okay, we have a blind God, and some people were like, well, if he's a God, then why is he blind? Because our gods are not like this, they don't be fully omnipotent, they're all gonna die. It's the circle of life. And, yeah. you know, in, our, in the heathenry and asymmetry, they fully embrace the fact that there is a circle no one's ever in, in endless going, you know, and, and even sometimes the roots of so like Jesse and all of us talked about that one time, it'll die. Be renourished and, and it continues to flourish. And that's that's something I failed to understand. Yeah, then they think uh, you say God and everything's everlasting and omnipotent and all that good jazz, but at the end of the day, there our our gods are a lot more humanized and more akin than things that we worship. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. they sort of bad things. They sometimes have to lie, sometimes have to cheat, still, and to do various different things. Odin lied, changed his identity just to sleep the giant test to get to the meet a poet. Yeah, um, and you know he he had to kill people to get it. You know when he sharpened all their sweat on and jump and kill it all everyone all at once like a massive. But, I mean, like, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's some fucked up shit. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, but it's what it is. That that's this proves that they are. It's the human. It's the human side of them. I mean, I it's obviously, call it. and a lot of people too. Like, okay, so New York when he married Scaldi, uh, she is older now, which is Thor's stepson, and. Yeah. Christianity, the, the, the God being married and having a divorce and having kids is mind blowing. You know, and, and on our side, it's like they go through shit just like. Exactly. You exactly. know, that's why I relate to them. Like Odin, dude, I'm having a hard time, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> what would you know? What would you really do? Because if you go to a Christian, like, he's just you know, screwed up. The, right, exactly. Um, so, I'm going to hit a little bit really quick. So, the Norse believe that Odin knew if they were good or bad. Um, Odin, if we remember in the stories, which is another thing that they pulled from um, the Norse into, you know, Christmas and Santa Claus, the whole concept is that Odin possessed the carry unlimited amounts of gifts. So Odin actually have like a satchel thing that he would pull stuff out of constantly. Um and so he and so he had the magical ability to carry endless things. Um like whetstones, different things of those of those sort. Um you know and, and a lot of people too if you you know the concept of Santa lives in the North Pole well, if you technically go by the Icelandic stuff that we know and, and the maps and the tales of Yggdrasil, Odin is said to live in Ags- Asgard, 
which is in, obviously like in the Arctic Circle, like around Scandinavia, which would kind of put him in that exact place. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is which is pretty unique. So, um, there's there's different things. Um, the carols and caroling in Christmas. There's actually a Norse tradition. Uh, people would go and they'd sing about the you know the winters and and sing about the gods and Ragnarok and various things. Yeah, uh, and, they, and they would sing to um, draw in magic and you know Galder and uh, different things in to attract the magical creatures and and to achieve holiday miracles. Um, which also I didn't know this. I'm actually a big fan of fruitcake. I know a thousand people <laughs> hate it. I love fruitcake, man. I'll eat the shit out of it. But you know, some people use it as a doorstop or a weapon. I would not recommend using it as a weapon against anybody. Send it to me. I'll eat it. It would um, depend on the, it would depend on the kind of fruitcake. <laughs> like, you got the kind you buy from the store, and you got the icebox kind that you make with graham crackers and marshmallows and candied fruits. That is amazing. See, there's I, I'll eat it all, man. I'll, I'll, I don't. And I, I did it as a kid one time. I saw it sitting. Me being. This was like, you know what? Screw you guys. I took a chunk out of it. I guess it's because people told me I was going to hate it, and then I actually liked it. It's probably like, I don't know. I'm yeah, you're. Um, that was my dad's thing. Like he he loved the fruit cake that you buy from the store, and it's actually baked. And I'm just like, man, you are better than me. <laughs> that stuff make gag, and to me, it's just gag a maggot. But hey, I mean, his his the things that he used to like. That's a different subject. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's yeah, that's that's a totally different subject. So, because um, I remember he, he would eat some random stuff. When, when I was Man, old. somebody somebody brought that up, brought some of that stuff up, or um, in one of the groups I'm in that with a bunch of friends that knew Dad. Oh my god. Y'all, y'all don't know what sandwich combinations are till you met that man. <laughs> yeah, that's some, some good stuff right there, man. Um, yeah, that's, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, definitely, because we could we could make a podcast just alone on that. Um, drinking is another huge thing. A lot of people make eggnog and very wassail. Huh? Wassail. It's a drink. Yeah, I was gonna say I have no idea what the heck that is. No, it's a um, it's a drink. Uh, it's you can make it alcoholic, you can make it non-alcoholic, but it's just like a fruit cider thing, and you can make it in the crock pot. You're supposed to boil it. It's supposed to be warm, um, not like apple cider, but you can. I don't know. I've had it a few times. Jamie wants to make it this this year, and I'm like, well, all right. I mean, as long as it gets me going wherever I'm at, wherever wherever I'm at, I mean, whatever. But she wants to do it for uh, the the feast on the twentieth. Well, yeah, it's my birthday. I love that my birthday is like right at the always at the start of your like you know. It, it, to me, it's always been cool. Um, I think this year will be the first time ever I'll be able to personally celebrate you and yeah. and enjoy it. Which I'm looking forward to. You get um, you and I get the Mexican Revolution. It's all good. 
Um, another thing is mistletoe. A lot of people, um, yep. you know, they, they, they bring in mistletoe and there's a lot of miscon, you know, understandings. Uh, from what, from the research I have done, uh, the mistletoe has been a kind of like a thrown in there as like a homage to Balder, um, you know, because he was always light and, and joy and everything. And because we're in a period where the nights are shorter, or, or I'm sorry, the nights are longer, the days are shorter, um, it's, it's like it is it's his death. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've heard that before. I just no. some I've read. I, I, I read a bunch of random stuff. I'll just go on there and a topic will pop in my head and I'll search it up, go through a couple mm. of articles and kind of, you know, scan over it. Yeah, I've, 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 um, I've heard some stuff about that. And I mean, mistletoe grows around here, but we have to get it a certain way if we want real ones, which is literally yeah. shoot it out of the top of the tree. <clears throat> so, yeah. I don't know. And then I kind of don't mess with it to begin with for the the whole balder thing, but it's kind of it's it's to me hanging it up like that. To me, has always been a representation of a Christian influence. Yeah, I mean, innocent. I mean, I can see it, but you know. You know, I think it is like I think Jesse said. You know, it's kind of like your whole your call type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I mean, if, uh, if, if you want to have mistletoe in your home, that's hey, that's you. But it's, I mean, in like different, different, like different strokes for different different folks. You know. Yeah, I mean exactly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we have the so we have the Christmas thing, and then we have um, Easter in Austera. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of people probably get. Astera is, is a goddess, but she's is she's very elusive in in the Norse, you know, concepts because Freya is also you know told said to be Frigg, uh, and then you know Freya is also said to be Astera as well. So we have that um, where. Which is really kind of funny because you have Odin who does the same stuff. He goes by many different names throughout sagas, and you know, and, but he does it so well, better than he does. Because I'm noticing that, like, when he changes his name, he eventually tells people who he is because he wants them to know who he is. Um, yeah. Where she kind of just like keeps it going. Um, yeah, it's kind of like um, one of the bragging points. Yeah, I mean it really is. Um, you know, Ostera kind of, you know, the we we all know Easter as being the colorful eggs, the um, celebration of the, uh, the the coming back of Zombie Jesus. Um, uh. <laughs> you know, the first zombie that we can ever, you know, go back and account for. Um, you know, uh, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, it's just, it, is, it, is, it is what it is. Um, but again, there's no evidence really, and her origins kind of remain a mystery to 
a lot of people who try to figure out who Austin Dara really is. Um, a lot of people just try to explain it as she's like a, I guess, a warm green wind, and you know, the birds come back, the tree, you know, the flowers start to bloom, and eggs start to appear after a winter with no light. So she's basically just a goddess that is celebrated by winter-starved ancestors, yep. more or less. And Pretty a lot much. of people... It's the closest thing to a spring solstice, I guess you could call it. Yeah, and the reason why, a lot of people don't know this, but the reason why we color eggs during Easter is because it represents the um, different colored eggs that you would see in Scandinavia walking through the woods at the beginning of spring um, in, the, in the rebirth of, like, you have, you know, blue eggs in various different colors. And that's the reason why we dye eggs. Um, yeah. Like robin um, eggs are blue, stuff like that. Yeah, and, and that's why we do that. Um, which, to me, I, I thought was pretty unique. I, I never knew that. Yeah, it's the same. I just figured that was just something people got bored and did. But, I mean, that's, I just used it as an excuse to eat eggs. It's just you see people like, you know, I'm, I'm bored of shit right now. What do I want to do? Let's color that egg. You know, let's, let's die the shit. Let's just die the shit out of it. You, you can go to the thrift store and buy a bunch of silk uh, ties. And do something, wrap them around an egg, and you it, it transmits perfectly to the egg after you like dip it in some sort of vinegar or something like that. Pretty nifty, yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucking good waste of a tie though, but it looks pretty cool. Well, it ain't like we go to church. So. <laughs> yeah, I had to go to a wedding, and uh, the the bride was like, "I know you don't go to church, but wear church clothes." I was like, "So a button down and some nice pants." Uh, of course, I was a Christian at one point, so yes, I know what church clothes are. But it's one of the, those kind of situations. She was—I guess she never thought I'd ever walked into one in my life. But it is what it is. I always find it. Funny. A lot of people get confused with that. It's like, you know, oh, you don't know what a Christian church is. It's like, you know, we haven't been pagan our entire lives. Like, you know, I'm, it's one of those. You know, we don't have that. I've met a few people who have that luxury of being born into this which kind of jealous of having that base but I would not change how I was brought up or anything that is true you know I, I haven't met anybody well take that back one person who was born into uh, either and I kind of like I am pretty envious of them um, but it's funny because they, they live in Canada um, so huh. yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's really weird. And it's like I've talked to them, but you know, but it was really it was a unique thing where I think they're like their other, like, you know, they came from a long line of celebrating, you know, heathenry and worshiping heathen. And I was like, you know, a Persian heathen, that, that's kind of got to be the oddest comedy. But it worked. <laughs> yeah. There's like a person from Israel I met one time was an Egyptian pagan. I was like, all right. Makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's a little weird. <clears throat> I mean, that is, that, that is a little weird. Yeah, I mean, 
you know how they are. They're over there. They're you have to be mandatory a certain amount of time in the military, stuff like that. And that's the one way they got out of it was they told them these are my beliefs, and they they deemed her not mentally healthy enough to be a soldier, so she got out of it. I think about that many years ago. Um, I mean, you know, I looked into Egyptian paganism, Greek paganism. I've looked into all of them. Yeah, it's just it's, it's an ignorant type of thing, man. Like, um, so what's some so what's some things that you've learned? I guess, in ways that we can do to celebrate Yule. Because, I mean, you've probably celebrated it more than I have to some degree. <clears throat> I'm just not getting more. I can celebrate it. Yeah. And this is, <laughs> this sounds so bad the way everything's been phrased because I've been, I've been a heathen for over a decade. But I've only been able to celebrate Yule for one night for most of that because of living situations and jet, all that jazz. But a lot of it is we need to understand where certain traditions come from, like wreaths and evergreen trees and stuff like that. Evergreens are very sacred this time of year because they don't die. They they are everlasting in, 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 a, in a sense. And wreaths kind of the way I've kind of learned over the years is they they, they are kind of like a – you can use them as a feeding spot for, say, deer, stuff like that, that pass by your house if you live out in the country, stuff like that, <clears throat> or a resting place for your whites during the wild hunt. You know, it just depends on which way you want to go with it. But the all-natural way, in my opinion, is something that during this time of year is very important to get back to because of what this time of year represents, you know, the coming back of the sun warms the animals. I think we, if you focus towards that and like the, you find your own way to do a lot of it. And I'm always a bit advocate of, you know, marching to the beat of your own drum with a lot of this stuff. A lot of people who, I don't know how many people listen to that are actually hunters. This is also the time of the hunt to celebrate the Norse God. Look, because this is his season as well. Um, too bit much about him. The time of the year to go out into um, bow hunting with the recurve bow. Um, go out there and you know, and your, uh, your food for Yule. Uh, this is a good time to do it, and also honor Fuller. Uh, um, you, uh, the yew tree, which is uh, most a lot of people don't know this, but Evergreen of a yew tree, um, which is not to be very special. And like you said, lasting was going. And I actually believe to be what you feel was truly big to be, not because kind of held no significance and it was very few and far between. Yeah, few and far between in Scandinavia, it was more, more you because that you. Um, and you still always being everlasting and uh, you know everything. Um, which concept you would bring ever in your home 
uh, you'll light it up, decorate it with your discs, you know, which we celebrate. Uh, I thought it was cool. It was a cool concept. Um, my personal view, if you still be honest with you, is it's it's kind of like a very Marvel concept, but I don't really care. I actually view Yggdrasil not to be a literal tree, but to be like a cosmic tree. Yeah, like a cosmic um, connection between planes of existence and world. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, though, I mean, it's people viewing the gods as metaphors for things other than actual entities, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've had people say, hey, um, what do you do if you and you find out that your gods didn't exist? I was like, well, the thing is, is our reality, so if, if our perception of our reality is me perceiving the gods to exist and make them real, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it's, you know, willing something into existence kind of does kind of thing. Well, because, I mean, you know, you know, if we die, okay, great. And then we get there and we find out that either there's either something or there's either nothing. And if, and if there is nothing, then the gods existed through my belief and my, my ideas and my concepts. Yeah. So Odin I would be, yeah, I mean, Odin would be my thirst for knowledge and my, you know, desire to grow and sacrifice for education. Thor would be my courage, my strength, my hardworkingness, my, you know, never backing down. Frey would yeah. be my, you know, if I farmed or if I, you know, kind of cultivate business relationships, that would be Frey. And so he would exist in my actions instead of actually being yeah. So it, it's about, about I actually hadn't had that discussion. So, so, <laughs> that's, why oh, yeah. I, that's why I threw it in because I'm like, so if I'm wrong, it doesn't, I don't care because this is this. I'm like, it's just saying it's like you die tomorrow and, you know, you find out that Christ didn't exist and there's Odin. You know, it's, like what? I mean, at least you live a life that you believe is good. Exactly. But it's, um, and another touching base on like a lot of traditions. Um, I know you'll read everything and it's like, oh, well, on this night you got to eat this, that, and the other thing. You got to make this. But, you know, we, we don't live in Scandinavia or or Western European, Western Northern Europe. You know, we don't have a lot of that stuff. And I think going out of your way to making and replicating that stuff, it kind of just, I mean, it's great and all, but are you being true to where you come from? Like, yeah, where I mean, you... Our ancestors, you know, they didn't have a book of saying, well, you know, this clan over here halfway across the other side of the country is doing this, so we have to follow the same rules. What yeah. they did is they, they, they made their own traditions. They made it their own. And that's what we're supposed to do, is it's just a full celebration. There's no, you need to roast this and hang this and drink this and do this. Yeah. There is that. <clears throat> And see, that's like the for the feast that I do. Why people ask me why you always cook a pig? I was like, well, because that's part of my family. That is something that my family has done for generations. Yeah. And it's like I do that, and I would always do some oysters because oysters are a representation of 
where I come from. I'm from the coastal plains of North Carolina. Seafood, you know, that kind of the beach, everything like that. Like we have, I'm, I'm from a wharf town for fuck's sake, you know, <clears throat> we can, you go get fresh seafood. But it's, it represents where I'm from. You know, the pig represents traditions I was taught growing up, you know, and then that's, that's what I believe we should all do is, is for or try to do something that represents you and where you come from or your group, like your kindred, if you're part of a kindred, something that, you know, represents y'all as a whole and where you come from and who you are. <clears throat> we can't replicate everything from a, a European country and call it ours because it just that it doesn't there's no heart in that. No, it's probably <clears throat> you get out of it what you put into it, honestly. And yeah. If, if you're not and some of the best gifts sometimes it's, I think I may have said this in our last podcast is given from yourself. You know, go and say, okay, well, I got to bail every day for God. Um, because sometimes it's just giving them the time you, you know, just to think about them too. You know, because I, I, I think that our ancestors back then, obviously, we we raised the gods up high because we honor them. But at the same time, they always had something they wanted to give and sacrifice. Nowadays, Things are so easy for in our generation to come by. And the hardest thing now is time. And I'm um, mm-hmm. focusing to get it and to speak and to learn. And so it's not a, all about a, a textbook, a textbook, a textbook. Somebody else go and do it out in the open. Uh, for somebody to take it as. And, and you're not to take it or not yet um, like this podcast I don't expect people to go around and say okay because they think as well that this is how this is I don't expect people to do that because if they did it I think it would be defeating the purpose of what I really want so we'll take yeah. from this uh, you know uh, make it your own uh, you're related to the god the goddess whatever tribes you celebrate that is you and them exactly I don't I don't want to take I don't want anybody to take anything I say about my personal beliefs and stuff like that as as gospel because that is not how this is there's no this is not fundamental stuff this you know traditions are you make them your own in any way shape or form that speaks to you by to your heart be it as in, you know, you don't have evergreens. So you make everything from, you know, your wreaths from the brown, brown limbs from your trees in the yard, you know, but still like you're, you're still doing something that is from your heart. Yeah. Sure. Um, So I actually got, I raised you. That was, uh, I ran it by a couple of people. I got some ideas and something I want to talk to you a little bit about. Um, but on the next podcast, uh, we're going to talk 
about uh, truly follow heathenry with all the Christian influence, how to determine what is influenced by Christianity and what is not. Um, yeah, I think that would be a good one. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to do some study too because I'm going to have to kind of really plug my nose into some um, really looking at it. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. Because that, that's something that it's going to be such a touchy subject where you don't want to like say the wrong thing. Uh, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be an eggshell situation. Because, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, you know, I haven't heard anybody talk. It's a good question. Um, yeah, and I've had that conversation. I've had a conversations close to that with people, but they've always been Christians. So it's kind of like, you know, they take they they get offensive when you're like, well, your stuff's made up. You know, stuff like that. They'll get to a point where I'm irritated. I'm just like, well, your crap's made up. So I don't want I don't want to hear your stuff right now. I just I'm, I'm just going to walk away. But and, yeah, and, and and it's like because I mean, I did a podcast before, which I thought was going to be kind of like an actual situation. Comparison, the Christ. I should have thrown in Forsetti in there too because Forsetti is also kind of a Jesus Christ figure, kind of. Yeah, to an extent, yeah. Because, you know, the, no unclean thing can enter into his hall or Baldur's hall, um, you know, which is a very Christian concept. Um, yeah. So I think one, one way to break away from that is we got to remember that our gods are very functional. Um, they all have aspects of of war or violence attached to them. Even Balder, Balder is not a pacifist, even though he is the brightest and most loved god. He is nowhere has it ever said or anyone believed to have it to be that he has been a pacifist. So that kind of yeah. alleviates that Jesus factor. Yeah, and you know, and, and it's really funny because if you really want to tick off a Christian, just pull up a picture of Caesar Borgia. Uh, <laughs> and, and just be like, so this is this, this is your Christ, the, the son of the Pope, um, right? And, and, shut, and shut him down. Be like, oh, by the way, the Bible was pagan. Uh, Pretty much. Know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I had someone come to me like that, and it's really funny because you know everybody the expedition on the. You know, it's kind of like on TV. Oh, yeah. Everybody watches it. I watch it just for shits and giggles. I, mean, I enjoy the show. I really do. And one where it was called Finding Jesus. Huh. And he went and he went to one spot. And he's like, okay, well, this where he was born. And then he goes, okay, well, this could be where he was born. Okay, well, this could be where he was born. And then, then they were like, okay, well, who said he was born here? They were like, oh, Constantine. The Roman. Yeah. Oh. Well, he headed the Council of Nicaea, which <clears throat> put together the Bible, the first Bible and all that jazz, and pretty much decided his divinity. And yeah. then they on his deathbed, which is... Yeah. They, they held the meeting and they said, you know, uh, a man was divine. Or is he going to be a divine person? Um, yeah. They decide, obviously, it's not God. And the thing is, is you know, there's no proof that he existed. There is a quote-unquote shroud of children, but that's yeah. but he, he wasn't called Jesus by 
the people of that area. I mean, because he was his. They've already they've already come up with like he his name was Yeshua, which is Joshua. But <clears throat> people ask me all the time. I was like, so you don't believe in Jesus? I was like, I believe that he was a person. I don't believe he was divine in any manner. And, and even if he was a person, I mean, well, then good I, on him, you know. I mean, you know, I don't have no proof showing me that he even was a person. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things. This, and I don't, I don't believe in blind faith, and that's what a lot of Christianity pushes on you. Yep. To me, and it's like you have to believe in a certain way, regardless of whatever, you know. And it's, to me, that's following something blindly without question. And I mean, you should always question things. You should always voice that. No, I mean, I, you know, I question, you know, and this is with heathenry, you can question, and there is no, just like I mentioned the other day with uh, you and Jesse. Did I asked? I was like, okay. How do I know God exists? Does he exist? Can I ask him to show himself to me? What, what am I? And, and you know, and I had a pastor who's like, oh, well, if you question God, you go to hell. And I'm like, I'm seven to eight years old. You know, I'm like, dude, you're telling me I'm going to hell because I'm, I'm the existence of someone who doesn't show himself? Yeah, pretty I mean, much. You're telling me. Well, they say you're going to hell from the moment you're born. So it's one of those. Not only that, but it's just something I posted a while back. You know, it's like. Uh, you sin one sin, you're on hell anyway. So you know, just, why don't you just sin a million come down here religion? You know? Uh huh. <laughs> like my thing is, it's like my question that is, this this is more like room in the middle of the night. I don't expect you know to be in jail for that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't do that. I want to know if it was safe to enter the room. Uh, Pretty much. I mean, it's all. A, there's a lot of topics we could get onto with this podcast, and it it would be a, a big eggshell kind of situation. And the thing but, is, <clears throat> to the podcast, they're, they're kind of here for that, you know. And that's the thing that um, I like a lot about some people who have listened who said stuff to me about it is they like stuff. They like it when we push envelope and say, "Hey." You know, because I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't think that there is a Christian somewhere, right? Uh, because there, there is. I'm probably pissed off. Yeah, probably ain't very happy with a lot of shit that's been said. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's, that's not my monkey, not my circus. I don't care what, you know, I don't, I don't really, I'm not, no, I'm not in the business of feelings, you know? This is just, uh, I mean, I initially created this podcast to form this thing, and uh, a lot of people wanted me to answer some questions kind of out in the open, and I found this, throw it out there, they go back to what they want, um, yeah. type of thing, and I, I kind of felt like I to change as a co-host, and Twisting the arm of the guy from Old Slaughter Craftsman to try to get him on as a because that dude is knowledgeable, especially on the luster on God. I like to try to get, get Luke on here because he's yeah, he's really a a little book of knowledge because he he likes to he's more inept to the runes than I am. Like he's more on that level. 
I do, I've done my studying of the runes and stuff like that, but he's way far above me. Yeah, I, I'm uh, stubbornly. Uh, I, you know, I use runes occasionally when I do a cast. I don't feel like I say sometimes, and I'm like, are you sure? Okay. Yeah, I mean, can't like everything, man. <laughs> you know, uh, no, you know, I'm not the first to go to him and say hi, but you know, it's uh, yeah, probably. But um, uh, we'll go ahead and sign off here. We appreciate everybody who's listening. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties. And yeah, it's a little. Go. All right. See you next time. All right, man. All right. Till next time, man. Bye.